When Jesus finished speaking to the people, he entered Capernaum. There, a highly valued servant of a Roman centurion lay on his deathbed. The centurion had heard of Jesus and sent the leaders of the Jewish church to ask Jesus to come and heal his servant. The leaders came to Jesus and pleaded with him, saying, This man deserves to have you come do this, because he has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. When he was still a ways off, the centurion sent friends to Jesus to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. I do not deserve to have you come into my house or even come out to meet you. But you just say the word, and I know my servant will be healed. For I myself am under orders, and I give orders. I tell this one go, and he goes. I tell that one come, and he comes. I tell my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He turned to the crowd following him, saying, Not even in Judea, on all of Israel, have I found such great faith. Then the centurion's friends returned to the house to find the servant well. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to the town of Nain. His disciples were with him, as well as a large crowd. As he approached the town, he met a funeral procession. A widow's only son was being carried out for burial. When Jesus saw her, his heart broke. He said to her, do not cry. Then he went over and touched the coffin. The pallbearers stood still as he said, young man, get up. The dead son sat up and began talking. Then Jesus gave him back to his mother. After this, everyone was filled with awe and praised God, saying, A great prophet has appeared among us. God has come down to help his people. The news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. Awesome. Hey, that's a fantastic story. In fact, that first part that Miss Alex was telling us is one of my most favorite stories in the Bible because it uses a word that describes how Jesus felt at the end of that story. It was the part in the middle, and the centurion, you know, he's a big Roman soldier, had just gone to Jesus and asked for something, and it said Jesus was, did anybody catch that word that Alex said? I love this word. She said, what was it? Do you remember? Amazed. You're exactly right, Maya. It says Jesus was amazed. Can someone tell me what we mean when we say we're amazed? What do we mean, Maya? Felt wow. You felt wow. I cannot put it any better than that. We're going to leave it at that. Jesus felt wow. How would you like to be responsible for making Jesus feel wow? <laughs> I would like to be there. And let me tell you something. This is a very cool story because this is only one of two times in the whole Bible where Jesus, the Bible tells us, I'm sure he felt it other times, but it's only one of two times the Bible tells us that Jesus felt wow. Okay, so let me ask you a question. We do not have time for a talent show today, but if I was going to have you guys make me feel wow, if you were going to amaze me, I'd say let's have a talent show. So if I was going to have a talent show and you needed to make me feel wow, what would you do in my talent show? What would you do, Michael? Backwards, round off, I would say wow. Who else had their hand up? Nobody feels very wow? What do you got? Andrew would sing and I would say wow. Anybody else? 
they all have talents that would make you go, wow, but they're just too shy this morning. So knowing you would be too shy, I decided since I have no talents, I would share either. I decided to grab a couple of things from the store that are supposed to make you go, wow. Okay, are you ready for this? Because this first one, the TV assures me, will amaze you. And the TV has never lied, right? So, so this says, it says it's new. It says it's seen on TV. Are you ready to be amazed? It's the lint lizard. I know, right? They're amazed. You're not amazed, are you? I, they don't do laundry. They don't appreciate years of lint buildup. So let's go someplace they can relate to. Oh, because this one right on the package, you guys, assures that it's the world's best. You're certain to be amazed, right? Okay, so here it is. It's the world's best pencil. And they're pre-sharpened so you can go back to school in a month prepared. They're not suitably amazed. All right. Okay, knowing that that might be the case, I found one more thing that assures me it's the world's biggest. It's certain to be amazing, isn't it? All right, here we go. Let's see. I'm feeling better about this one. It's the world's biggest candy necklace. It says so right here. Okay, okay, got a little bit of a little bit of a wow out of that one. All right, well here, see, knowing that this would be the case, I checked this book out in the library. It was called "75 Ways to Wow and Amaze Your Friends." I'm kid- not kidding you. That's what the title of the book was. So I decided to try one of the tricks in that book so that I could wow and amaze you. And so this morning, I tried it down in my office, and do you know what happened? Exactly nothing. (laughs) It didn't work. It didn't even amaze me, so I knew that it wasn't going to amaze you. Now, let me ask you, would any of this stuff, the the dryer, the lint lizard, or the, the world's biggest candy necklace, or the trick that didn't work in my office, would any of this amaze Jesus? I don't think so. (laughs) I'm sorry. But if I can't amaze you, I'm pretty sure it's not going to amaze Jesus either. The fact is that the Bible says there are only two spots in the whole Bible that say Jesus was amazed. And this story that we're talking about today is the only one where he was amazed by something good. In the other one, he was amazed by something bad. So I think this is a super important story for us to listen to because would all of you like to make Jesus go, wow? Yeah. And so we want to know what it is that amazed Jesus, who amazed so many other people. Does anybody know, does anybody remember from that story what it was that amazed Jesus? Guess what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let Mr. Steve tell you all about it this morning. And we're all going to leave here today going, I want to make Jesus go wow. Would you guys pray with me really quick? Father God, we love you, and um, I am so excited to know that there is a way we can make Jesus go wow. I just pray that you would open all our hearts this morning to the message um, that Mr. Steve is going to bring us, and to just have us leave here wishing, wanting um, to make Jesus go wow. Um, We love him, and we love you, and we pray it all in your name. Amen. Today, we're going to focus on those two stories. We're going to do it quickly. And thank you, Alex, for getting us um, ready, for giving us the Word of God. I mean, that's the most important part, the story itself. And thank you, Cindy, for setting us up for that really important thing that amazed Jesus. And I hope we all know what that is. And it was faith. Jesus was amazed in a positive way by the faith of this man. And we see that story again. It's in Luke chapter 7, 
and verses 1 through 17, there are two stories here. The word faith is pretty common. What does it really mean? It's just complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And Jesus appreciates authentic faith. It's interesting that Luke uses this word amazed so many times. In the story of Jesus' birth, Zechariah's neighbors, the shepherds, Mary and Joseph, are all amazed. When Jesus is 12 at the temple, the people there are amazed who hear him. When he's an adult teaching in two different uh, tabernacles, synagogues, um, Jesus amazes the people. Peter and his friends are amazed by Jesus. The people who saw Jesus heal the paralyzed man are amazed. And today, for the first time, we see that word applied to Jesus. Jesus is amazed. Now, Jesus is amazed by a man. Why is he amazed? By this man, this military officer who is called a centurion. There could be several reasons. I mean, he's a leader. He has authority and influence. That's pretty amazing. He, unlike most masters, he really cares about his servant. In fact, he, he gives significant worth to the servant. The word here means highly valued or honored or precious. So when he says, my servant is ill, and I, I, he's saying, this servant is valuable. He also loves the very people who are sworn to be his enemies, the Jewish people. It says he loves them. Jesus may have said something about loving your enemies. He also builds a place for them to worship God. And the man recognizes the authority of Jesus, even when others don't. And he's even saying, you know, Jesus, I don't deserve for you to step your foot in my house. So this man is is humble. And this man is spiritual. This man has many things that could be amazing to Jesus. But none of them are what Luke tells us. Make Jesus amazed. What blows Jesus away is our word for today, which is faith. In verse 9, Jesus says, I haven't seen faith like this even in Israel. So today, Jesus, just like in that day, is looking for people who show their faith. Do you want to amaze God? Be amazed by God. Do you want to move God? Be moved by God. Do you want to awe God? Be awed by God. Don't just believe intellectually. Be convinced in your very soul. Do you remember the story of the man with leprosy in Luke chapter 5? His story has a parallel to this. And in verse 12 of that story, this is what that man says. Lord, if you are willing, 
you can make me clean. He has faith in Jesus. So like the leper, we don't know if it's God's will to act the way we desire. But also like the leper, we need to be 100% certain that he can. Lord, if you are willing, you can whatever it is. Be sure of this. Jesus appreciates authentic faith. And God will faithfully act when we faithfully trust. Without question, sometimes God intervenes in the situation around us, but he always intervenes and works in us when we have faith. And Luke shows us another parallel between this chapter 5 and and chapter 7 stories. And it's this. Jesus reverses enemy gains. The next verse in chapter 5 Verse 13 says, Jesus reached out and he touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Jesus was able and willing and immediately made the man 100% clean. The reversal that we would think of, obviously, is the healing, right? The, the, The man no longer has leprosy. But there's another reversal that's very significant in this story. Jesus restored the worth of this man. He reached out and he touched the diseased man. Now that went against the laws of nature and the laws of God, and the disease was potentially very infectious, but Jesus was taking a great risk and crossing the line by touching the man. But by doing so, he reversed the power of the disease and he reversed the condemnation that went with it. Sin causes disease and rejection and shame And Jesus reverses it. Michael Card writes this. This man clearly understands that all Jesus has to do is will that he will be healed, and it will happen. And then Jesus does something that no observant Jew would ever think of doing. He reaches out and he touches the the diseased skin. By doing so, he makes himself unclean. If you use your imagination, you can picture the uncleanness creeping up the arm of Jesus. But that isn't what's happening. It's as if the flow is being reversed. Cleanness seems to flow out of Jesus, and he touches the unclean, and they become clean. He touches the dead, and they become alive. A new world is at hand, and death and uncleanness have met their match. Is that good news? Amen. Now go back to chapter 7 of Luke. In verse 14, Jesus reaches out once more. And this time, he reaches out to a dead boy. Again, the law warns, don't touch a dead body. But instead of becoming unclean or infected, Jesus reverses the gain of the enemy. And life flows out of him and into the dead boy. Jesus reverses the power of every enemy, even sin and death. Now, we're going to do something to just make this very practical. We're almost finished. Right now, I want you to just, if it helps, close your eyes. And for most of us, that will help. Think of some enemy territory in your life.
The battle might be physical or emotional or financial or relational or spiritual illness. And disease and wounds and infection may be there and may be spreading. Or maybe this has progressed beyond illness. To be very honest, a part of you is dead. You're still breathing physically, but you're not really living. You need Jesus to touch you and reverse that death and bring life. Listen, your enemy is no match for your ally, Jesus. Have faith that victory comes through him. Whatever he decides that victory looks like in your life, believe. Trust, have faith. Ramona Carroll puts it this way. Faith is putting all your eggs in God's basket, then counting your blessings before they hatch. If the enemy has gained ground, remember, Jesus has the power to recapture it. When the enemy scores a victory, remember, through Jesus we are more than conquerors. If the enemy wins a battle, remember, Jesus wins the war. In fact, according to Matthew 16, the church is built on the rock of Jesus, on the truth of who Jesus is, and we are no longer in a defensive position. The church moves into enemy territory, and the gates of hell itself will not be able to stand against the power of Jesus' name. Amen? God has come to save his people. God has come to help his people. And the message of Jesus spread. That's from our text, verse 16. And it's hard to, to get exactly what this phrase translated, God has come to help his people, to get what it means. I was really impressed by Gavriel sharing his story. I don't know if you know this, but the, the Vilwak family, um, the kids are learning three languages. <laughs> That's impressive. And translation from one to another is really challenging at times. And the original Greek is hard to translate for this phrase, God has come to help his people. Some other translations say things like, God has visited his people. God has taken care of his people. God has not forgotten his people. God has remembered his people. God has looked favorably upon his people. So putting that all together, God helps us, visits us, cares for us, remembers us, and looks favorably upon us. No matter how you say it, it's very good news. So have faith. Not just in anyone or anything. Have faith in Jesus. Have faith, because Jesus wins. Spread the news. Maybe you've placed your faith in your career or your family or your friends or your own strength and wisdom, but you've seen those foundations collapse. As we sing this song, put your full confidence in Jesus. Let him begin to heal you. Let him begin to breathe life back into those dead places. Emotionally, physically, relationally, and especially spiritually. 
And if you've never really placed your faith in Jesus, today you can do that. If you've never declared that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, you can come forward and do that as Emily did. You can confess your need for Him and and meet Him and have His blood wash over you. Place your faith in Jesus who can give you life. Full life here on earth and abundant life here on earth and eternal life forever with God in heaven. You know, it's not always that easy to have faith. The centurion had no guarantee that Jesus would heal his servant. The woman had no promise that Jesus would raise her son. So while we may be weak, God's spirit is strong in us. And while we may fail, God never will. See, it's not about our strength, it's about our faith. But God does not force you to believe. Having faith is a choice. As Blaise Pascal said, in faith there is enough light for those who want to believe and enough shadows for those who don't. However, belief is a wise wager. Granted, you cannot prove faith, but what harm will come to you if you gamble on its truth and it proves false? If you gain, you gain all. If you lose, you lose nothing. Wager then without hesitation. Take a step of faith toward Jesus and you'll find a rock to build your life on. May faith cause the hope that we have in Jesus to radiate out from our hearts into our families, into our homes, into our neighborhoods, into our city, into our nation, into our world. Wherever you live, wherever God places you, have faith. Stand strong on Jesus. He wins. And spread the news. Let's stand and sing.